hip-hop in its essence and real. But they all just wait, wait, what? There's no way to really make it happen. It's gotta be ready. But my mind is old. It sounds so stupid. Love this name for a Sopson. Sop sound was like I was a DJ with a blend on the sound. Sop up on the sound. Welcome back, everybody, to Kicking It With Bichet. I'm, of course, your host, Bichet. Um, we're back for an episode three. Uh, and, I, you know, I'm excited to be back. These, the, uh, I record these on Friday nights. And, you know, ha- having the opportunity to, to be able to do this, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm truly blessed. I really am. Um, you know, these, fr- these Fridays have become a highlight my week. They really do. Um, just having the opportunity to sit down and talk about something I love uh you know it is amazing in the fact that people actually sit here and listen to me and they you know it it blows my mind it really does but um yeah so we got a I got a couple I got some fun topics today I think um they're going to be I I only have two today I usually I do three but I feel like these two uh these two topics are are going to be pretty lengthy so I you know I didn't want to make crazy long episode um i know the other two have been pushing almost 50 minutes but i don't know you know i i, I just kind of sit here and i talk and until i think i'm done and i don't you know like i, I you know I, I usually have a lot to say <laughs> um admittedly maybe too much but but you know that's the fun of it is i get i get to just talk about uh, you know something I, I don't really get to talk about too often in my in my daily life so that's that's enough of that we can get right into but the first topic, um, so one one of the most beautiful things about music and, you know, the best way to listen to music, in my opinion, is is on a road trip, right, or in the car. Like, when you're in a car, music hits hits way, way different than, than it will anywhere else. Like, you know, I'm a big fan of vinyls, but, you know, you need to kind of be in the right, right place for a vinyl, right kind of, like, state of mind. Um, you know, not all the time I want to listen to you know just one record because you know sometimes just throwing your playlist on shuffle is is the vibe but uh it got me thinking like so i've I've been listening to i've had dilla stuck in my head today um specifically the song you love and i i was listening to it and i was just like you know this is a song that i feel like i can listen to whenever any kind of vibe and you know any any situation and i'm gonna be happy like i'm gonna be i'm gonna be feeling it and to me that's like that's the beauty of when you're on a road trip right like the uh, the best road trip song to me is one that can fit whenever so if you're going to throw this on a playlist you know no matter what it's going to hit um and and that's kind of a list i've compiled right now um i've got a, a pretty lengthy list but you know there's a couple couple good songs on this that uh well, I mean, obviously, I like all of them, but you know, these are all songs that I feel like I, if you throw on, whenever it, it's gonna hit. So, um, the only criteria I had for this list was I was kind of in mind thinking of, um, like, this is a, a, a couple hour long road trip, you know, like this isn't just like a, a an hour off the highway. This is a few hours, right? Because these kind of things keep me energized, um, but you know, this road trip isn't too long like it's not from massachusetts to pittsburgh uh <laughs> if you know you know but so yeah i think we just get right into it so the first the first song that i have on my list and 
it's it's one that if you really listen to the lyrics, probably shouldn't be on this list. But it's a song that no matter what, it's gonna hit. It, it I wouldn't say it always puts me in a good mood, but it's one that like when it comes on, I'm I'm ready for and I'm excited. And it's the Ghetto Boys' mind playing tricks on me. Now, of course, this song is about you know like, I mean, it's in the name of the song. Like your mind is is playing with you, but. I don't know. Every time the song comes on, I just it, it really like I, I get it. Not I don't know if excited is the right word, but it's some about when this song comes on. I just get so excited. I'm, um, well, I just said it, whatever. But yeah, because I think it's just you know I've been this is one of the one of the rap songs I've been listening to the longest, so I know most of the words. Um, and I really love the last verse. I want to say it's Bushwick Bill, where you know he's talking about. Um, it's Halloween night, and this dude run up, runs up on him, on like the the Ghetto Boys crew, and then they start beating him up. Um, he starts beating him, you know, like into the concrete. But then he snaps out of whatever state of mind he's in, and he's really just punching the concrete like there was never a guy at all. So I don't know, something about like the creativity of that. Um, but whenever whenever I get I, and another thing with the with mind playing tricks on me is is the the beat is unreal. Right, you get that dun 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 dun. dun. Like I've, I, I've probably said it before, but Isaac Hayes to me is like there's a reason he's one of the most sampled um, artists in hip hop, early hip hop music because it's just the guy had so many hits, right? And th- Isaac Hayes made music that sounded good, so it's really hard to make an Isaac Hayes beat not sound good. If that does that like if that makes sense, um, so obviously you get great beat lyrics that that you know i like to sing along to um and i don't know it's just something about when mine playing tricks mine yeah when mine's playing tricks on me it's just like it, it it really just i don't know it gets me going it gets me energized um the next song i wrote down is is a, i mean a classic right um from 1987 it's you know maybe the best voice in hip-hop history with one of the best beats is Paid in Full by Eric B. and Rakim. Um, I think it's kind of the same as the first where I've just been listening so long that I know all the lyrics, but um, I do want to preface this by saying that it has to be the um, condensed version. I have a lot of respect for the like seven-minute long one, but I can't get into the flow of it because the beauty of paid in full the short one is that it's one verse of Rakim just hitting bar after bar after bar after bar and the other one the you know the extended version it's it's cool like it's fun to listen to to hear Eric uh excuse me Eric B cutting up the tracks but I can't get into the, the flow of the lyrics because they just cut in weird places so you know obviously that's not what you want in a road trip setting Right when I'm listening to Paid in Full, the short one, I want to be able to just start singing along, getting excited with it, and that's you know, that's the beauty of the song. Like it's really, it's a good, it's a, I mean, obviously it's a good song, but you know, it, 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 it when this comes on, I'm, I'm always excited. Like this is when I, I can definitely say excited is the right word, because you know it's fun and you know I, I love listening to Rock Kim. The beat is solid, so. That's one that you if you just throw on at any point in a car ride, I'm 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 gonna be I'm gonna be excited, I'm gonna be singing along to it.
The third song I wrote down on my list is kind of goes along with the first idea for Mind Playing Tricks on Me of, you know, if you really listen to the lyrics, it's it's not a song that you should like really be getting excited for. But incredible beat, like one of the most famous sampled bits in hip hop history. And you know, also f- like lyrics that, you know, good, they, they're good to sing along with, right? Like, they're fun to sing. And it's Mob Deep's Shook One Part Two. Shook One Part Two is, is, is an incredible hip hop song, right? And like, what I'm talking about with that little sim- uh, sample beat is that I don't know what the noise is, but if you know the song, you know what I'm talking about where it's like, I don't know if it's a siren or what, but when that comes on, that just hits different. And that's one that when, when, when it hits, it's, you know, it brings something out of you listening-wise where you're just, like, almost ascending. Um, and, you know, that, that's an, again, it's just a song that when it comes on, no matter what, I'm going to be happy, Right? So the next song that I have on this list um, will be the, I think, the, I believe I put other, yeah, so this is the first mention that you're going to get of Public Enemy. Um, I'm a huge Public Enemy guy. I really am. Um, I have a nation uh, on, on vinyl. It's one of my favorite vinyls to listen to. Like, if, if you want to listen to a record that's going to make you just hype, without fail it's it's public enemies what i think it's called it takes a nation of millions to hold us back i don't i don't remember the full name of it i just usually call it a nation but i believe it's called it takes a nation of millions to hold us back um it's it's the album cover is with chuck d of flavor Flav behind bars it's that record but it's my goodness if you want to get hype that is a record to put on and Fight the Power is a song that you have to listen to. Like, I could almost go without the ending, like, uh, especially on Apple Music. I don't know if this is for most versions, but there's like a, I don't know, like a horn horn solo or something at the end, which is dope, but it, it takes up like the last minute and a half of the song where the best part of the song is Chuck D and Flava Flav just going crazy, so... This again, another song like this one's gonna get you hyped no matter what, no matter what, um, and that works at all times. You know what I mean? Like early in the morning. I mean, maybe not the best thing to listen to, but if you're on a road trip, screw it, right? You're gonna be getting hyped early in the morning. Like, man, I I, I really love this song, um, and it has to be has to be the uncensored version. Because it's not like they swear a lot in the song, but there's one bit where they're calling out Elvis, and I, it's because of the fact that they don't really swear throughout the song. I don't even think they do at all until that bit, but it it's it just like hits so much harder, man. It's like, man, I, I got a smile on my face because it's just it's such an exciting song. I really love that. Next song that if you put on in a car ride. I'm absolutely going berserk for 
is Pete Rock and CL Smooth's Troy, or they reminisce over you. Can we talk about one of the greatest beats ever produced? Like Pete Rock, Pete Rock was one of those dudes, right? Like if you get a Pete Rock beat, you're gonna you're gonna be fine. You could say just some of the worst bars ever, but if it's a Pete Rock beat, you're still gonna get people to listen to it. That's that's how good Pete Rock was. I mean, still is. Not that he produces a whole lot anymore, but when he does, it's still like, you know, the dude is unbelievably talented. But you get that with a song that one him and Seal Smooth on it together absolutely kill it. Absolutely kill it. But you get that mixed with, you know, this is a song that they actually care about. So for those who don't know the meaning behind the song, the reason it's it's shown as Troy, like T dot R dot O dot Y dot, is because uh, the song is for Trouble T. Roy from Heavy D and the Boys, who's another hip-hop group, late 80s, early 90s. Um, so they were close with Trouble T. Roy, and unfortunately he passed before a show. Um, I want to say he fell off of a um, stanchion or something, like right, like literally right before they were supposed to perform. But beside the point, the song is, is like a dedication to him. And, you know, that, that's one that when you start listening to it, you know, a couple times, like the first, first time you, you listen to it, it's going to be all about the beat. Um, you give it a few more listens and it's, you start putting things together, the pieces together. And it's a song that, that really, really hits, but, it's it hits in the right way. Um and it no matter what it's it's going to be worth the listen every single time. I've never ever ever in my life had this song come on and hit skip. That it wouldn't it will never happen. Um like ever ever would ever happen. And if you listen to the song it's obvious why. So the next song on my list is from the one and only Big Daddy Kane. Uh, I want to say it's his first album, and it's Ain't No Half Steppin'. As soon as that, mm, 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 as soon as that comes on to start the song, you got me. You got me. Um, and it, 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 there's a couple reasons why this song is, is so worth listening to every time. And it's it really just comes down to how smooth Big Daddy Kane is. Big Daddy Kane never stumbled over his words ever, right? I mean, if you're a rapper, you really shouldn't be. But it's something about like his cadence, his style. It's like he's just sliding, right, from bar to bar, as smooth as possible. Like it's almost like he's like figure skating, right? He's just sliding smooth, and it's. You know, each bar kind of flows from one to the next just so beautifully that, you know, it, it really is like a soothing song to listen to. Um, it's also another one with a good beat, but the beat here isn't really the the thing that makes it worth listening to so much, for me at least. It's really just Big Daddy Kane's voice in, in general, and, and I feel like 
in this song, he's on the absolute top of his game. And you cannot go wrong ever listening to this song. It really is worth the listen. It really is one of those ones, If you again, if you put it on in a car, I'm going to be excited. And I'm going to be hype. The next song on my list. Um, so this one is on here for a different reason. This is just a song that I find so funny. Um, another one that's just so easy to learn the words to because, you know, it's not a very advanced or, like, deep writing, but it's it's so funny. And it I, just, I, really, I really love this song is I Wish by Skilo. This song is so funny to me. And I don't know if it's because, well, I mean, it's funny because it's Skilo, like, making fun of himself by saying all the things he wishes. But I, I really do think that the, the, the thing I like the most about it is just how easy it is to, to sing along with. Um, but I, I really, really, really like this song. I, I, it's, it's always, always going to brighten my mood if I hear it. Um, and uh, you know, this is like a, a side note, just get off track. So when I was first applying to colleges in, shoot, when was that? 20, 2020? Whenever, whenever it was, right? Senior year of high school, I'll leave it at that. I was applying to schools around, so pretty. I, I kind of wanted to stay close to home. And I was looking at that, but there was one. Cause, so I'm, I'm a sports journalism major. Um, right, I figured if I can't be a professional athlete, I'm going to write about them. But, so there's a school in Atlanta called Emory that has a really good sports journalism program, but it's very hard to get in. Um, and so when I applied, the part of their application process was, what's a song that you think represents you? And me trying, one, to be funny, and two, be memorable, put I wish. And then I said, because I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl who looked good. I would call her. I wish I had a rabbit in a bat with a hat and a six for Impala. I thought I, I thought that was hilarious at the time. I still think it's funny just because you know it's like this prestigious school, and I'm I'm kind of like I wasn't making fun of their process, but whatever. Um, yeah, needless to say, I did not get a response from Emory. So, <laughs> whoops, but I'm better off where I am now. Next song on my list comes from. If you watch the first episode with my favorite, uh, you know, artists and groups, coming in the one spot of my groups was The Far Side. Um, and their number one song, Passing Me By, this is a song that, well, one, I think I like it as much as I do because it gives me just such good memories when I hear it, right? Like, when I first got into Far Side, that was during just like a really fun fun point in my life. I was high school basketball, and I don't know thing, things were going really good then. Not to say they aren't now, but you know you're in high school, you don't really have responsibilities. Um, so this song was always like my yeah, like that's my song, that's my that's my go to. Um, and 
it's it's a really like goofy track, but also I think the best part of this song is it's really like the far side where where a bunch of guys, four guys, who were kind of just goofing goofing around, having fun. Uh, but this one song passing me by is them like actually trying on a song, right? And it really comes out like in Lab Cab in California, their second album. It's more prevalent. Like when they're when they really put their minds to something, they can make like a, a, a good song, a hard hitting song, whatever. But "Passing Me By" was the first time you see it. It's the only really time I think you see it on uh, "Bizarre Ride to the Far Side," and it's it's just so much different than the rest of the album. Like it's the it really is the one that they, they, they take serious, and they absolutely kill it. Right, like they absolutely kill it on this song, and I mean, I can't, I can't get mad in it whenever it comes on. Like, good memories, good lyrics, good beat. It it really is just one of my top songs ever. At least, you know, and also in, in terms of a of a car ride, like that. That's what I'm getting at. Next on my list, so I already, I already talked about. Dilla and Donuts today, but when, whenever I'm listening to Donuts, all the like I like all the tracks. I I I really like all the tracks. Donuts is one of those albums that I think the beauty of it is it's not really lyrics, right? It's it's really just a bunch of samples. Like I mean, there's 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 words in some of the songs and in most of the songs, but they're not lyrics right they're just sample bits um but one song one one track on this whole thing stands out way more than any other to me like every time it comes on i legitimately feel like i can float um i feel like i'm gonna levitate and that is don't cry don't cry isn't a very long song. It's only like two minutes. But to me, that's Dilla at his absolute best. And if you know Dilla, him at his best is like him. I feel like Dilla even, I don't think he ever had a worst. But if you put Dilla at his worst, he's better than most. Like that's just how good he was. So him at his absolute peak, different. Totally different. So don't cry. When this, when don't cry comes on, it first starts with just an untouched sample. Um, I don't know the name of the song that that it samples, but it's this untouched, probably like, man, I, I can't even guess, thirty to forty seconds of just a song. The rest of the song, which is like another minute, minute and a half is Dilla taking the song in like one second fragments and flipping them around into all these different pieces and it still it sounds even better like it's I don't understand really how Jay Dilla could think and put together a track just effortlessly in a way that was so like I don't even like mind blowing. I can like see. I can't even think of words right now to really put 
about Dilla. It's just like Don't Cry is such a ridiculous song uh, that no matter what, you're you're really going to lock in, especially when you're on that car ride. You know what I mean? Like if you're getting a couple hours in, you're like, uh, you know, this is getting whatever. Don't Cry comes on, you're like, you forget about everything. Um, you, I mean, like, I, I really do. It's not, like, not in a bad way. Like, I'm not going to forget to, like, stop or something. But, like, all my problems just, just disappear. And I'm locked into that radio for the two minutes that it comes on. Next up on my list, what, I, what one of my favorite Tupac songs. Um, you know, Tupac has an incredible discography, but... This one, I don't know. I, I, I don't say this is my favorite Tupac song, but it's one that, like, never fails to get me get me going. Is "Can't See Me." Um, it's kind of a longer Tupac song, right? It's a, it's like a little over five minutes, but it's a crazy, crazy beat, um, and it's so hype that no matter what. It's, it it kind of goes back to the fight the power one that like no matter what you're getting into it, um, I don't care what mood I'm in. As soon as that song ends, I'm hype, and that is the beauty of the song. Um, the beauty of being able to listen to this in a in a car ride, right? Like it's. I really do like this song a lot, and uh, I don't know who the other person on the song is. I don't. I, it could be a sample bit, but whatever. It's their voices go like voice is great, and it it really juxtaposes him and Pac well. It really gets the energy going, and it, I really really enjoy when this song comes on. Next song on my list. So this one kind of goes back to to don't cry with that like idea of of feeling like I can levitate when international players anthem by UGK like first starts and it's just Andre 3000 and like I, I don't know what it what it is but it's like it's it's him sing like Andre singing but it's it's not even whatever but it I'm like, you know, you just sit there and you're like, I I don't even feel like I'm touching the ground anymore. Like, I feel like I'm just, I'm here just in like a music space, right? And then after that intro, drum beat kicks in, UGK starts going. And I, uh, yeah, this song gets gets me really hype, um, but it's more than just getting hype. It, like, it's a really good collab. I really like UGK. I love Andre 2000. You get those two together. Um, they're probably going to make a good hit. And this one is well beyond a good hit. And, I, 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 you know, I have a lot of respect for this song and for, for, what, it, for what it does when every time it comes on, you know. So this next song, I, I really don't, like, obviously this is an old school hip hop podcast like I'm, I really only like old school hip-hop um, in terms of of rap like I like other genres but when it comes to rap I like older more than new but this next song 
is 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 interesting because I believe it came out in 2020. Um, but it features my favorite rapper of all time, right? So you kind of see where that's heading. So it's the song Cookie Chips by Reggie Snow, but it's featuring MF Doom. So, you know, if you're going to call me a hypocrite saying I don't like stuff that comes out today, fair enough. But I only really like this song. Well, not only. I only found out about this song because of MF Doom and... You know, his his verse in it, I, I, I adore. But the chorus in this, I would say this is less of a rap song, to be honest. Um, but the chorus in this song is so, so good. Like, incredibly good. Um, and this for after my freshman year of college was like my song, my go-to song for the summer. I I will say, I know I said that this list is for, you know, built for any vibe. This song really, really hits in the summer. Uh, It's just that kind of vibe. Um, It, you know, I mean, it works in other times. Like, I wouldn't put it here if I I didn't think I could listen to it whenever. But it really hits in the summer. And... I'm telling you, for a whole summer, if I was going anywhere, I don't care if I was, you know, driving to one of my boys' houses. I don't know if, you know, I don't care if I'm driving to work to wash dishes. This song was being played at some point. Um, I, I really, I like it that much. I don't listen to it as much anymore because, you know, you get burned out listening to the same stuff that, that you know, in that much of a repetition, but... I really, really do like this song, and I, I, I'm i going to adopt it into the old school hip-hop, like, level, if I can. If I'm, you know, if I've given that, uh, that choice, I guess. <laughs> the, we got three more, and this is another one that I don't, you know, it, it really doesn't count as hip-hop. <laughs> but it features a rapper um, and it's Hey Baby by Stephen Marley featuring Mos Def. I love Mos Def. Mos Def has such an interesting voice. He has incredible bars and he knows, like Mos Def is, is actually a good singer as well. So that helps him in terms of his rapping because he can play the dynamic. Like most like, I, I was talking about it in the last episode. Some interesting collabs, but usually the best collabs are when you get a rapper with an R&B artist, right? Because they get to juxtapose the two together and really, like, show two really close genres, but um, have two people kill it in their own respect. Most Def could pretty much do both. Um, and he is such a, you know, like, a, a dynamic guy. Uh, but Stephen Marley's also really really fun to listen to i uh highly suggest listening to at least this song like if you want to get a taste of Stephen marley this is how to do it but the other beauty of the song is the beat really you know takes you um takes a song to the next level you can't go wrong listening 
to the song whenever. Um, and I, 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 Mos Def's second verse is, is unbelievable to me. And, you know, always a good time when the song comes on. Second to last song on my list comes from Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style album, his debut album in, uh, I think, 94. I'm not sure, to be honest. Um, but it's what I think is, you know, the, f- the funniest song on the album. One thing, uh, if you haven't put it together yet, is I like songs that are that are kind of goofy, kind of funny, right, kind of mindless. Um, and this song, you know, really encapsulates that, and it's Ain't No Fun, in parentheses, if the homies can't have none. This song is so funny. Like, if you want to talk about a really absurd first verse that isn't, like, another absurd first verse kind of is um, Method Man, right? We're, like, talking about all the things they're going to do to other people. Um, this is a PG podcast, so I'm not going to get in get into that. But uh, it's kind of the same with this one, but instead of, you know, like torture that they're gonna do on on people. It's uh, sexual acts. We'll leave it at that. Uh, you know, I I want to say Nate Dog kicks it off, which also Nate Dog is the greatest feature artist you're ever gonna get ever. I mean, talk about an incredible voice, but also somebody who wasn't that good on their own. Like Nate Dog's stuff by itself didn't really do well. But if you put him on a feature with anybody, he's going to absolutely rock it. Um, so he does that on this song, of course. Um, but it's just such a, a funny song, and it always gets me gets me to laugh. Um, <laughs> really, really exciting song. Um, and it gives me some good memories of... Uh, being at my childhood house playing basketball outside with uh with my boys just because it, it was it was so funny i wanted to show it to them and you know they they found the humor in it as well uh which i could you know i really appreciate and yeah this song you know it, it, it kind of like passing me by like it, it's a good song it's like i i actually like the song but also just the memories it gives me whatever so like that really works um on a, on like a road trip kind of thing. Um, and the, so the, the last song on my list, I alluded to it earlier. Um, this is, the, will be the second public enemy song. It comes from this, the same album. Um, and it's bring the noise. Um, this song is almost the same as fight the power where like the second, the song, you know, bass, you get that and it's, you're right in it. You're ready to go. Um, so high. I, Chuck D is amazing. Um, Flava Flav, those two juxtapose each other so well. Um, yeah, I really, whenever this song comes on, I'm ready to go. I'm hype. And, you know, it's like ready to tear a wall off. Um, over the summer, I played in a men's softball league. Shout out to those guys if they're listening. Um, also, you know, won the chip. That's what's up. <laughs> but... Uh, I used to listen to this song 
before the game, right? I mean, it wasn't a very long, long ride, so I turned it on and get me going. That was, that was always. You know, I did it for almost every game I made, and it was. I don't know. I mean, we played well enough to win, right? So. Shout out Public Enemy, I guess they uh, they brought us brought us a trophy. <laughs> All right, well that's gonna that's gonna round out that first segment. Um, yeah, I, I you know I re I really liked all those all those songs that they're ones that I can put on whenever and it you know it's gonna put me in the right mood for sure, especially on a long road trip like that. Um, all right, so the second segment. Um, so today I went uh, at a uh, filled in for a golf tournament that happens. My father and one of our neighbors put it together. Um, shout out to those guys. A lot of shout outs right now, but you know, a lot of people I'm grateful for. But anyway, on the ride over, um, this song. Ether came on by Nas, um, and brutal diss track on on Jay Z. Um, you know it's 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 on a I don't remember actually what album Nas has come on, but is Stillmatic might be Stillmatic. Regardless, so it's a response obviously to Jay Z's takeover, which was on. Uh, his Blueprint album, and Nas just absolutely kills Jay-Z. Like, I, I've, it's one of those diss tracks that you're like, ouch. Like, you know, I don't think there's ever a limit of going too far in a rat beef, but that one definitely gets up to the line if there is one. Like, that, Ether is brutal. It, it's really brutal. You know, some of the verses are insane. Um, I can't recite a lot of them on, on this podcast, but I I really, you know, it's, it's, it, it's such an incredible diss track and really, you know, goes at Jay-Z hard and got me thinking, like, what are some of the other diss tracks that, like, I really like and diss tracks that you know I think really served as you know more than just taking a shot at somebody. It like really tried to tear them apart. And uh, I've compiled a list of some of you know some some that are my favorite. Some that I think are just really great diss tracks. Um, but when I was looking at this list, I think there's really two things that make that make a really good diss track and that is obviously having iconic lines right like the disses need to make sense and they need to um like flow in a sense like it still needs to be a rap song you can't get on and just you know talk bad about another guy or girl i guess you know doesn't matter another person um and the second thing I have is, is not holding back, right? Like, there's something almost satisfying when you hear somebody just absolutely going at someone else. And, I don't know, I think it's some probably with the human nature of being a nosy and 
whatever, but you know, you get to hear them air out some stuff that you would never get to hear elsewhere. And, you know, I, obviously ether does that with, you know, it, it, it's a perfect diss track to me where it's iconic lines and it doesn't hold back at all. Um, so, you know, we can go, I'll, I'll move on from ether. So the, the, I think the first song or diss track that comes to everyone's mind, it's, it's almost unanimously like the best diss track or at least within the top three is no Vaseline by ice cube. I mean, when you think of diss tracks, at least in this era, it's, it's up there for sure. And it's, um, the beef is between ice cube and, you know, NWA, his former group and, and Jerry Heller, the, uh, manager of the group. So in 1989, ice cube left NWA, um, over some like money problems or something like he wasn't getting paid as much as he thought he should. Um, easy E was kind of being a cash cow in that group. Um, but you know, he left on his own terms. It was whatever. And then in NWA's following tracks or, uh, records, excuse me, in the, you know, 1990 and 1991, they, they took some shots at ice cube, which, you know, I, I don't know what was going through their minds. Like ice cube is not a dude to be messed with. And he, he showed it on this song. Um, no Vaseline is, I, I, there's another song on this list that most will probably know what I'm talking about without even mentioning it goes a little more like ruthless. Um, but this one isn't far off because ice cube really, he, he tears apart each member so well, right? So he like goes at Yella, he goes at Ren, he goes at Dre, uh, he, and then he, like he goes at Easy, and um, really goes at Jerry Heller as well. So he he almost like gives each person their turn about what to get dissed about, and um, yeah, Jay, uh, it's it not Jay Z, no, Ice Cube. It's crazy, but I think the other thing I love about this song is the song that he sampled. Um, the song that is sampled is, I believe it's called Disco Jazz by Daz. If you ever listen to this song, the fact that anyone could make a diss track, much, you know, nonetheless, an, uh, an incredible diss track on that beat is so funny to me because the, the sample is goofy as hell. And... I don't, it, it's a disco it's literally it's a disco and jazz song and making a hardcore hip-hop song with that that's crazy crazy um but yeah that it's you know no vaseline is one of the craziest diss tracks ever um it really is so the the other song i was just talking about that that probably goes in a little bit harder um in terms of you know, like not holding back is, of course, Tupac's hit him up. Um, so, it's it's Tupac and the Outlaws who, you know, kind of ran with Pac, talking about like the dissing Biggie, P Diddy, Mob Deep, um, and the record label. Why am I? Oh my goodness, it's slipping my mind right now. Bad Boy, Bad Boy Records. Sorry. Um, 
going at Bad Boy and, and Mob Deep, but it's not even like like in 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 Ether and in No Vaseline, Ice Cube and Nas are are, are taking shots at you know their respective I don't know disease if, if that's if that's even a word, but uh, Tupac is is really just like saying he's gonna like kill these guys um and and when you hear him singing in the song i don't even know if it's singing it's more like yelling um it i would have been scared like really scared because that i don't know man tupac was an emotional guy and when you piss him off you're gonna know and it is ruthless the end of the song is absurd to me um he says some things like calling out, it might be prodigy of Mob Deep, like, you know, you have a seizure, you have a heart attack, you better back up or you get smacked up, um, which is like, again, not no holding back, but so out of pocket, be like, the dude has has his own issues and you're just saying, like, dude, you're going to have a seizure or something. Um, obviously, he kills Biggie throughout the whole song kind of same with uh, P. Diddy um, but it, I think what makes this such a great track is just the absolute anger that is pouring out of Tupac because like he is so mad during this thing he's screaming like I can't imagine being in the booth or the studio while he was singing this because it's like he's actively just screaming during this thing um and it 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 really really like is scary like i wouldn't i would not have ever wanted to be on tupac's bad side and that's kind of where the uh where these three found themselves and i don't know that's hit him up is to me so you got the three i've already named are probably the three best ever um I feel like No Vaseline is more famous, but Hit 'em Up might be. I don't know if I could say it's better actually, because it's really just how it comes across that makes it so crazy. But uh, we'll move on. This one is a little more lesser known, I would say. Um, but it, and it's like a, it's a random beef to me. So it's um, LL Cool J and Cannabis. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really know what, what this started over. I think what I saw was, um, LL, like, misheard or, or took something that Cannabis said the wrong way and, and tried to diss him. And Cannabis responds with the song Second Round KO that is ruthless ruthless right um it's a boxing metaphor song right like the ko whatever um second round because you know cool j had the first first um first diss and cannabis responded like you know this is now the second round um and i mean cannabis went at cool j and uh, there's one bar that that really if he doesn't say it i believe the song is completely 
different. I feel like this would be one of known as one of the best of all time. But unfortunately, he he. I don't really know how to say it without. I can't like really say it on this podcast. If we're being honest. But basically, he he's saying. Um. So, oh my goodness! I <laughs> the line, he, he's talking about how Cool J has all this money, right? But, you know, Cool J can't do anything about it. Like he's got all this money, but if if like he can't fight, right? That's kind of what Cannabis is getting at. But the the verse that he says is like, well, let me tell you, son, you might got more cash than me, but you ain't got the skills. And he says, eat a homie's, like, butt like me. And it's like, bruh, you lost. You lost. Like, it's still a tough diss, but he loses all credibility. If you say beat instead of eat, totally different diss track. But he didn't. And, um, yeah, I, t- I still think it is a good diss. It's just there's, you know, one line that, that really ruins it. Um and uh, it's unfortunate. Like I don't really have anything against Cool J. Um, I I don't have anything at all actually. I just I liked this diss track, but there's you know that one line that you're like, come on man, one word changes the whole song and and probably Cannabis's career, but you know whatever. <laughs> Next song that I have. Um, one of the most famous diss tracks of all time. It's it's probably one of the earliest uh, I can like really really think of is um, "The Bridge Is Over" by Boogie Down Productions, um, right? And it, it's BDP going at. I mean, really, like I don't know the Juice Crew and like people of Queens, like MC Sham, Marley Mall. Mr. Magic, Roxanne Shante, like, like that group of people. Um, and it's almost a second diss track because South Bronx came before it, but South Bronx was, I don't know. The bridge is over is crazy. That really it is. And um, I think what I like, like a crazy, really good beat, like dun 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 it's such a good and then BDP is almost like especially um KRS one is kind of just toying with them, like almost <clears throat> joking around in his lyric style. Like Shannon Molly Mall, yeah, they rhyming like they you know what I mean? Like he's going up and down and all whatever he's he's joking around, but what he's saying like he's he's tearing them apart. Um and it's funny I don't know, diss tracks at this time, because this is, like, 86 or something. Um, and, you know, they don't... The disses were just weird. Um, but, I don't know, the bridge is over, like, really killed the Juice Crew. Like, that... Not in terms of, of you know, who they are and the music they made, but um, it, it, it was just a far better diss than anything they would have came up with. Um, and, I don't know, for for its time could be considered like the greatest diss song of all time 
Um, you know, I mean, there's the better song. So, there have been songs that followed it that I've already mentioned, you know, on this list that in terms of being a diss song probably were better. But because it was 86 and, you know, it wasn't really a, a huge thing at the time, th this one was, was far ahead of its time. I'll just put it at that. Second to last diss track on my list is, you know, it, it's kind of like BDP where it was a, it was a feud um, and there was like multiple diss tracks going back and forth. But um, the one, so EZE put out a couple diss tracks, um, especially on like Dre and Snoop um, after they released The Chronic. And the first one that came out was Real Mother F and G's. Which you know it it was a it was a diss track, but it was one of the diss tracks of all time. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't bad. I, I I shouldn't say it wasn't bad, but I think when he came out with "It's On," that was way better than Real G's because I feel like "It's On," like I don't know if Easy E wrote the lyrics. He probably didn't, but if he did, it's you know the best work of his short career because there was like wordplay that you don't expect out of easy E and he, he really goes hard at Dre, like really goes hard at Dre and he almost pushes aside Snoop, which I don't know if, if that's like funnier to me. I think it kind of is right. Cause he's just like, you know, Snoop isn't worth my time. It's all about Dre. And I don't know. He, he really went at Dre and, um, I, I think this one serves as a better diss track than the other one. And um, I feel like, you know, I, I still don't think easy. I don't know if I can really say it, like either side won the beef because, you know, they tried to make up at the end and before easy fortunately passed. But yeah, I, I just, I just think it's on was a, a much better, like served as a better diss track than, than real G's. The last one I have on my list is uh, is probably the most unexpected diss track. I, mean, I, don't, I wouldn't say of all time, but definitely one that you know I I, I would have never expected, especially at the time. Was uh, Commons the bitch and you? Um. So. Common on his I think it was his Resurrect resurrection album. Excuse me, puts out. You know, probably his most famous song of all time. I used to love her, which, you know, I, I have a ton of respect for that song, um, and it's, a, it's it's pretty much a story, or it seems to be a story about like this girl that he, that he knows, and you know, like kind of their path, um, through life. But at the end, you know, he explains that he's really just talking about the the path of hip-hop and like himself and hip-hop and you know it was all like a, a mask and whatever but um what he was getting at in the song is that you know rap was good um in the in the early days like when it was on the east coast and that's when he was a big fan and then went to the west coast and kind of you know became like a gangster and you know he wasn't really rocking with all that and now it's his turn to, to bring it back to what it used to be um and it, it wasn't, you know, a direct shot at Ice Cube, but it was a direct shot at, you know, the kind of music he made. 
and he didn't take that lightly. Um, so he made a, 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 a response track, kind of, to Common, and Common makes a, a you know response to that track in what I find is one of the most underrated diss tracks, I think, of all time. Um, again, like, it wasn't really expected. Common doesn't really seem like that kind of guy who's going to, you know, diss somebody. Um, but another thing about this song is it was, it, it's, it's such a beautiful, like, a, it's one of the, the better sounding diss tracks, right? Like, it's a really good beat, and um, it's produced by Pete Rock, right? So, like, you wonder why. Um, like, I was going back there, like, Pete Rock, like, when he makes a beat, you can't, can't be upset um i guess unless you're ice cube in this in this case but so it's it's a really good sounding diss track but you know the lyrics are still good there's there's a couple of like funny bars to me or clever bars in it and um yeah i'm really i you know again i'm surprised that that this happened um i mean they eventually made up like not even long after i want to say this song came out like 95 94 and in, in, in 1997 they um you know, like, uh, cleared up the beef um, afterward, but I don't know. It, it it still serves as a good diss track, and and at the time, I'm sure it was. I'm sure people had the same reaction I'm having now. Like common, like common, that guy, he made a diss, but yeah. Um, so that's all I got for that. Uh, I had another segment, um, but. I've already been talking for a while. Uh, I don't really see a need. <clears throat> so, yeah, I guess I guess that's all I got for uh, for today. So, you know, I really appreciate you made it this far listening. Um, you know, I I have a lot of fun doing these, and um, if if other people you know like listening, that 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 really brings a smile to my face. Uh, and you know, I'm I'm really appreciative of having the chance to do this and, um, you know, just get to talk about something I, something I really love. Um, so yeah, so, you know, wherever you're headed, wherever you're going, um, have a, you know, beautiful day, beautiful night, and, uh, I'll, uh, I'll see you guys soon. Okay. Okay. There comes a time.